men need other men. I mean, men, we need women, certainly, but we have to have other men. And I think that's part of what's lacking is we're, we're, we're disjointed, right? Every man is trying to exist as an island unto himself. And he's trying to be that rock for his family, but he doesn't have a foundation for himself. He doesn't have his own tribe of, of men and brothers that he can draw from. And yes, he can get, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today without the help of my wife. Like she has been a huge source of inspiration, but conversely, I also wouldn't be where I'm at if I didn't have the other men in my life who have taught me, you know, mentors, brothers, all of these guys that we have to have. And, you know, I think we're too disconnected. We, we, we feel like we're connected because we have these, you know, funny little rectangles in our pockets that give us access to everything in the blink of an eye. But, you know, when's the last time you had a deep, meaningful conversation with, with another man? In today's busy world, how can we find the inspiration, knowledge, and energy to live a healthy and empowered life? If we balance and harmonize our mind, exercise our body, live according to the laws of nature, and connect to spirit, can we find a way to heal, become our authentic self, and live our purpose with love? I am your hostess, Amy Fournier, and welcome back to Awakening Aphrodite. Hey everybody, I'm sure you know how important it is to help your body properly detoxify. My goodness, if we really looked at how many toxins we are exposed to, toxins in the air, toxins inside homes, mold, furnishings, as well as food sources, all these things that our bodies are dealing with, we got to help it out. Energy Bits Algae Tabs are nutrition powerhouses that are great, not only for detoxification, but also for energy and for beauty. Why? Because they help your skin, which is a huge detoxification organ, and it helps the collagen in your skin and helps to keep it plump and looking clear and bright and clean. I love Energy Bits. I mean, this is a superfood. I can't emphasize enough. You can use my coupon code, AmyF, at checkout, and you can save a whopping 20%. Try them. Let me know what you think. I promise you won't be disappointed. Before we join my amazing guest, I want to show you something. So if you're watching on YouTube, take a look here. And if you're not, I apologize. Look at this beauty. Yes. You know what that is, my friend? That's a real piece of silver. Can you hear it? Yes. It's a tangible asset, unlike what the dollar is. Because did you know that the dollar in your pocket is actually not even real tangible currency? That's right. It's actually called fiat money. And it's not backed by anything anymore. It used to be before the 1970s, but that all changed with President Nixon. And you know that the whole world is now shifting into a global recession. It's scary times. I don't have to tell you that your money's getting less than it used to. I know mine is. Like when I go shopping, I can't even believe I'm getting less stuff in my cart and it's costing me more. The value of the dollar is going down. We all know that. And we cannot be healthy and fit if we are stressed out about paying our bills. I know I have been. That's why I found this great company that is a great resource to allow me to get a little bit of gold and silver, which has only appreciated over time and hasn't depreciated in value, just to diversify my assets a little bit, just in case so I don't have all my eggs in one basket. I wanted something tangible, just in case, so a little backup. 
because with this crazy economy, who knows what's going to happen, right? Anyway, if you'd like to find out more, you can check it on my website. It's all over my website under financial freedom, any of those tabs. You'll find information there. Contact me and I'll be happy to set up a private Zoom call with you or send you more information because you might be interested in gold and silver, but you're wondering how you actually get it and how would you sell it if you need to convert it to cash and where can you get it from someone that you trust that isn't a scammer and gives you good value. Or maybe you don't really know anything at all about gold and silver and have, don't have a clue where to start. Well, don't worry. You are not alone. I promise. I've been in the same position and that's why I'm sharing this with you. Hey everybody, welcome back to Awakening Aphrodite podcast with Amy Fournier. This show is about helping you to be healthy and fit in mind, body, and spirit, as well as harmonize your masculine and feminine energy, tap into your intuition, your true source of power, and awaken your authentic self. Did you know that this show is for men and women? And whether you're a man or a woman, it doesn't matter because this show is about your lifestyle design, your whole life, your mind, your body your spirit and helping you to just live a more fulfilling and powerful life. I love having such a diverse group of amazing guests to share their wisdom with all of us so we can all learn and grow and walk shoulder to shoulder forward in this crazy thing called life with all its ups and downs. And I'm so grateful that you're here with me today. I'm super pumped up, can you tell, about our guest today, Josh Tyler, you're probably a woman who loves men, who wants to get along with men, who wants to support men and wants to have a beautiful, synergistic, harmonious, productive and loving, wonderful dream relationship with the guy in your life, right? Or maybe you have a father or maybe you have a brother or even a son. Wouldn't you love to be with a man that you respect, love, adore? and are, is proud of, who supports and adores you the same. I mean, can I get an amen, right? Well, that's why I'm thrilled that Josh agreed to come on the show today, because ready for this? Josh has a company called Savage Gentleman. Savage Gentleman, isn't that a beautiful juxtaposition? It's like warrior goddess. It's what it's all about. It's about the hard and the soft and the yin and the yang and and finding balance for men in their lives. Because guess what, ladies? Men are pretty much just as confused and trying to get it right with the women in their lives as we are with men. So I love doing these shows to do my part in helping us all understand each other better and to get along together. So today we talk about attracting, keeping, and raising a savage gentleman. And we get into the toxic masculine as well. Now, if you're interested in this type of topic, before we get into what the show is about, you might also be interested in the anniversary episode of Awakening Aphrodite, episode 200 with Paul Check, his second appearance on the show, because we talk about what's going on with the toxic masculine in the culture right now and this whole take. So we get Paul's wisdom on that. And also, episode 160 with Allison Armstrong, What Women and Men Want Each Other to Know. Episode 160 is a must listen. And episode 93, which I actually mentioned in today's discussion with Josh, and that's with Susan Wilson, because we talk about 
the rites of passage for women, which are sadly missing in today's culture. And there's a big gaping hole psychologically in a lot of our young girls and older women now that just didn't have these rites of passage. So you might want to listen to episode 93 to get a handle on that. And also my solo cast on alpha females and relationships. How do we navigate relationships as an alpha woman? Yeah. Okay. So Josh Tyler is a man on a quest to reach his full potential and help others do the same. He's an ex-school teacher who turned professional fighter and amateur survivalist. His wild and varied experience led him also to co-found the company Savage Gentleman. Like the company's namesake implies, he is a walking juxtaposition of this dichotomy of masculinity. And I'll attest to that. Although, hello, he's super masculine, ladies. <laughs> For God's sake, he's like an MNA fighter, okay? He's the real deal. But as a husband, father, and fighter and philosopher, Josh continues to explore, improve upon both aspects, and encourages all men to do so as well. And I'll also add, it's just so endearing. He has tremendous humility, which I think is a beautiful testament to the savage gentleman, right? When people think of like a real manly man and an alpha man, we often think of guys like throwing axes and, you know, throwing stuff around and, you know, drinking and probably all kinds of like, you know, swearing and not talking about their feelings, right? But this isn't what it's really about. And that's what you're going to learn today. Some of the things that we discuss on the show today is the lack of communication and understanding between the sexes. We talk about the dilemma of giving unsolicited advice, the need to find positive role models, what the savage gentleman means to Josh, the toxic masculine, the disassembling of the masculine power structure in culture today. Josh gives us what he calls the two F's. And I asked Josh about the three P's, which he goes into a really great education for us about being sensitive as a man. Josh clarifies the very important difference between vulnerability and openness. I asked Josh, with all your men's groups and all your work with men, Josh, what do women need to know about men? What do men want women to know? And Josh gives the most endearing answer. I almost started crying my eyes out on the spot. Josh expanded and clarified what he defines as a man's role as a provider, accessing the mental and spiritual realms through the physical. Josh explains how men in particular need to go through physical activities and rituals and just things together in order to develop the trust and bonding with other men that allows them to then go into the mental and spiritual and therefore talk about their feelings. So I love his explanation of that because it's something I've always wondered. And how men need other men, just like women need other women. We actually require it. We need it. There's something to be said about this is a woman's only group and this is a men's only group. And we love all the sexes and we love equality, but that's not the point because it's always been that way from the beginning of time. Women taught women how to be women and men taught men how to be men. It's just the way of nature. So we get into that at the end of the show and I really can't wait for you to hear that part. But 
Before we join my buddy Josh and we hear all about what men want us to know, I want to share with you that I got my Amalama wand ready. I'm structuring up my filtered water because, you know, it's not enough to just filter your water. I'm sure you know that. But you also got to put it back to its original state, the way that it's coherent and it's supercharged. So it does what it's supposed to do in your body. That's why I love my Amalama wand. I got a whole episode about it if you don't know what the heck I'm talking about. And that's episode 88. And you can see the wand right here if you're watching on YouTube, Awakening Aphrodite podcast on YouTube. It's super cute. It's just like a pen. I put it in my purse. I take it with me wherever I go, even when I travel. And all you do is just swirl it around a few minutes. I go clockwise and counterclockwise. And voila, you've got supercharged water that your body and every cell will know what to do with it. If you want to check it out, check out my e-store as well as all my favorite products with discount codes, which is in the show notes. It's just my name, amyfournier.com. And make sure you use my special link and my discount code, FITAMYTV, when you check out. And you can save 10% off everything. Tell them Amy sent you and say hello. All right, now let's join Josh Tyler. And we're back, everybody. Josh, welcome to the show. I am so thrilled to have you here. I am excited to be here. I can't wait to uh, continue our conversation. This is amazing. Uh, you know, we were saying before we hit record that, you know, we feel like when, when you're somebody that's kind of on this mission and walking this path, you feel like you recognize your people. You know, you recognize someone else who's kind of doing the same thing. Of course, all the details are, you know, unique to them, but it's like, and I think this is happening kind of globally. Don't, and you probably see that too. Like people are starting to find each other because it's almost like there's a weeding out happening, you know, not judging anybody, but it's kind of like we're finding our own and we're rethinking bonds and soul families and blood families and ties and relations and what does it really mean to be family you know i i don't know who made the original quote but it's it's a phrase that i've come across a few times and my friends are fond of saying it and maybe you're you're familiar but it it says it's something to the effect of we're just we're all just walking each other back home Love it. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, to that point, I think that we, we are all students and teachers of each other, but some, some folks I think have become more intentional with that process a little bit sooner. I think there, there's certainly, you know, there's a lot of people in the world that have just recognized like, Hey, I have a lot to learn and also I have a lot to teach. And so they're, they're setting that intention and, when you see someone who is walking with that, you do recognize that you can you can kind of feel that that energy and that presence. Um, and, you know, because I think there's that mutual respect and appreciation. And I think, too, that when you've gone through something so painful and so hard and then you're on the other side of it mm. and then you recognize someone that's in it right now. And you want to help them because it's like, I know exactly what, like, I, you recognize it. Like that just happened to me a year ago, mm-hmm. whatever. Let me help you because it sucked. And like, yeah. this is kind of what I did. So you feel like it, it's like a compassion, like, okay, gotcha. I totally recognize it. And now I, I want to help you, you know? Yeah. And I think that 
sometimes it, it takes us a while to recognize that often what it was that we went through, yes, it was for our own benefit. And, 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 uh, you know, we certainly learned something through that, but, but quite often those experiences may be more importantly for us to convey to someone else, you know, um, to take our own experience and be able to relay that to someone else who maybe is having it even more difficult than than we are and so yeah it was hard for us to go through but that gave us the ability to share some insight and wisdom with someone else and you know we we often think man why did i have to suffer through or go through yeah. this thing oh yeah you know i, I don't feel like i really needed this lesson yeah right now. yeah i would have been uh, and, good and with a little you, less <laughs> yeah yeah maybe maybe just yeah. a little less of yeah. the lesson mm -hmm. but you know sometimes what is needed is for you to to take that and synthesize it and, and, you know, alchemize it in your own way to then project that out for another to, to help them. Because, you know, the, the saying is, if not who, you know, if not you, who, yeah. yeah and if not now, then when, when kind of a thing. And so, yeah, keeping that in mind, I think it does for our own sake, help the difficult times, you know, to, to, have a little bit more gratitude, even though it can be difficult to, and, and hard in that moment to know, okay, well, there's something to be gleaned from this. And maybe it's not specifically for me, but maybe I'm going to encounter someone else that I can impart this on. And, you know, maybe they don't have to suffer quite as much as I had yes. to. For sure. On a total amount of uh, empathy and compassion, mm -hmm. all beautiful things. Let's, even though I mentioned in your intro, uh, your background and your official bio, uh, can you just give us the synopsis of what brought you into now using all of your life experiences to help other, other people and men in particular? Oh, that's a really good question. So there's, there's a, there's a lot of ways we can run with that. I mean, one, I have notoriously just had to learn everything the the hard way i don't know if you're familiar at all with human design um in yes. in that um that paradigm but i'm a i'm a three five projector and anyone who's familiar with that will know that that's a, a martyr heretic um archetype which means basically you have to make all the mistakes and the only way you can learn is just by trying all kinds of things and bumping into everything along the way and learning from it so the I mean, I say the first 30 years, probably all of the years, because I'm still bumping into things and learning has been very much, you know, touch the stove, figure out that it's hot, probably touch it four or five more times just to make sure it's still hot kind of a thing. And so with that, you know, I've had, I've gotten a lot of experience, um, a lot of very broad experience, you know, from being a, a school teacher to being a professional MMA fighter, coaching at the middle school and high school level, I've been on a couple of TV shows doing survival things. And throughout all that, I've got to interact with a, a lot of interesting folks, got to learn from people. And during that time, I, I was training alongside and, and helping out some special forces guys, um, military that have done a lot of really cool things. And I got to see them teaching men some really important skills. And a light bulb kind of went out because I had been coaching in my own right, but seeing, you know, adults gain capability and, and increase their capability and capacity 
it, it was just it was like magical to see that light bulb go off in guys and and that profound change that happened when you didn't know that you could do something or didn't think you could do something and you learned the skills to be able to do that thing. It is, it's amazing. That's self-esteem right there. Yeah, it is. It's in, in, it's, I think it's a sense of knowing, right. And I think this is something that guys struggle with is like not truly not knowing and understanding their capabilities. And so seeing that firsthand, feeling that firsthand and being able to help facilitate, facilitate that really kind of inspired me of like, all right, I have done a lot of things. It's given me some insight that apparently some people find valuable. Let me try and share that with whomever seems to be, you know, inclined to do so. And and that's again the the struggle of the the three five or just projectors in general is you have to wait for the invitation. So the hard part for me is I've been trying to like shout this from the rooftops and like interject when I see people struggling. Like, hey, I've got the answer. I can help with this. And it never works out. So I have to just kind of sit back and and hang out and just do my thing. And then the people who need something or I have something that I can share will somehow find me and go from there. And so it's been a really interesting process shifting into that um, because it's not very conventional, especially in the world today where it's like, you got to make it happen. You got to grind. You got to hustle. And it's like, no, apparently I just got to hang out and just do what I'm doing and things will happen. It's, it's really, it's a very weird um, existence that I'm stepping into. Well, I think what you touched on is something I've been learning as well. I've been in health and holistic fitness for over 30 years, which is crazy. Um, And it's really hard when you see someone in pain or struggling or hurting, and you know, you have something that can help them Mm -hmm. and not offering it. But what I've kind of learned is not to offer if you're not asked, you know, and I kind of hear that's what you're saying. So, and that was one of my questions because you do a lot of men's work with your partners and whatnot and the kind of man that comes to you. So, because what I'm hearing you're saying is that you, you now don't offer, but unless someone comes to you to ask, um, and then they're, they're receptive to it. They want to know, you know, they're open to it as opposed to. I don't know. I guess it's just someone has to be ready, um, you know, for 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 the help, even though your intentions are good, you know, yeah, they 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 do. I mean, they um, they describe it in that system of like uh, genius or freak kind of thing. So if if someone comes to me and I offer them something more 99 percent of the time, they're like, oh, my gosh, that's that's amazing. Like, what an epiphany, you know. Yeah. If I, if they ask for it, if I just give it out there without any, you know, um, request or, or invitation, then it is never well received. And they look at you like you have three eyeballs, like what is going on? You know, who is this weirdo? Why are you even talking to me? Kind of a thing. And so it's made it interesting from, you know, um, a, a marketing, I guess, perspective where we don't really market you know, um, because because me being kind of the, the main facilitator in this thing, I, I can't market. I again, I have to I can't coerce people into doing this thing. I can't sell them on the idea. I just have to. Hey, here's here's what I'm doing, you know, and leave it at that. And so far, what will happen is someone's like, hey, that's really interesting. I'd like to know more about that. And then that opens the door. And what's what's been interesting in being that selective 
um, in the process, right? Where they're, they're really, really small gatherings and events. You know, you're talking about six to, to 12 guys maximum. Yeah, intimate. It, very, very intimate. But I think the, the work that we're doing, it, it, it requires that level of intimacy. Not to say that you can't to go deep. Yep. Yeah, you can't mm-hmm. not to say that you can't do things in larger groups. But for, for, for me, there's something about that, that, that level of intimacy that really is, is so powerful. And the, the, the people that end up coming, like I almost, I couldn't, I couldn't orchestrate it on my own. It would be impossible. There's something bigger at play that's happening here that I cannot define or, or, or fully comprehend. But when you start talking to these guys and you hear their story and the things that they're struggling with, it is so perfectly in the line with the other men who happen to show up there that it, it, it's, I mean, it, it, it feels magical when you're in the moment and you're sitting around this campfire and you're having these conversations and it's like, I wish I could take credit for that and say, Oh, I've, yeah, look what I did. Look you at the curated it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not at all. I, I, I just happened to show up and some cool things happen. Well, you facilitated it though, because you, you created the space for it. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I can take mm-hmm. some credit for, mm-hmm. for that, but really it is, it's the men themselves and what yeah. they bring that, that, you know, I think all of the, all the good things that happen stem from, from that. Yeah. Because I think that's where it begins to your credit, Josh, you know, it's like you create the opportunity, you create the container Mm -hmm. and then great spirit works through you and the right people come, you know, the saying when, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you are the living example of a man that and we can maybe, this is going into a next subject perhaps, sure. but people need role models. Women need role models. Men need role models. We need positive, strong role models. Girls want to know how to be women, real women, true women, strong, powerful, beautiful, loving, kind, wise women, as do men, you know? And the, I think that these young people are looking and I don't know, but if I, I don't have any sons, but I don't have any daughters, I don't have children, but if I did, I can imagine my son, I'd want my son to have a dad like you. I'd uh, want him to be a real man who is, you know, everything that that is. So men and young boys who are looking for that in the world are going to come across, you know, a Josh Tyler and be like, oh, wow, like double take, you know, they could be just scrolling and be like, oh, wait. So to your credit, you don't have to advertise because you, your life is your advertisement. You're being your essence. What you do. And, and it's that curiosity is going to be like, I want what, what he's got, like, what is he doing? He's got to be doing something right. You know? So to me, just by being everything that you really are, is that attractive force that's going to bring the people that want that, you know, cause two, it's going to go either way. Some people are going to resist it and criticize it and whatever. Right. And, you know, cause they're projecting their own stuff on you or whatever it is. But the person that, that, has that seed within them, that's going to resonate with them. There's something in there that's going to be awakened like, oh my God. And you are demonstrating it's possible. You're demonstrating something because it's hard for people to believe things they don't see, you know? Um, so, but it same goes for women. And I always say on the show, you know, women, there aren't a lot of positive role models of really empowered goddess warrior women, mm. you know, that are both the dark and the light. So, I just said a lot there. Uh, no, no, that thank you. I mean, I, I started tearing up a little bit because that was <laughs> that was far too kind and generous of you, and I and I appreciate um, you you seeing that. Mm-hmm. It's 
it is tough to to find those people not because they don't exist but it's it's often because they are busy living that life and to the extent of you know, or almost to the exclusion of presenting it to the world right i i know so many men who are probably not probably definitely better role models and more skilled and and wiser and and far quali- more qualified than I'll ever be at doing things and no one has ever heard of them because they're busy just out living it you know they don't have this device in front of them 24/7 they're not yeah. setting up their little tripod and have yeah. their you know they're 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 just doing the thing and and you know to the best of my ability I am trying to model that but at the same time recognizing your point like hey there there isn't a lot of good examples for things and 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 I will preface this I don't know that I'm the best example I caution everyone and and warn them like hey don't follow me because I don't really know where I'm going um I've heard you say that it's so funny (laughs) yeah yeah, I mean again I I wouldn't recommend following me even through a buffet line because what I pick out may not be you may not enjoy it right but it won't because there's no food left (laughs) and I can put away some food yeah um but you know, I, I like to think more so of myself of just trying to be a being a guide. You know, some of the, the, the certainly like watch, see the mistakes that I'm making, and 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 then avoid those, not to follow in my footsteps, right? And so this is where you know I try, I, I kind of am a little gun shy of the 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 term, you know, being a leader, because that in, that that implies that people are following along behind me, and I would much yeah. rather them walk their own path than than be following in my own footsteps right i mean i i have my path to walk and and you know there'll be times where i'll need some support and i'll have to lean on someone and there'll be times where i certainly will probably have to carry someone along the way but you know this this idea of putting people up on on such high of a pedestal that we find ourselves too far beneath them and we're craning our necks to look up i think is a it's it's not useful. Yeah, there's people that you can take inspiration from, um, that you can that you can get nuggets from. But I think what I would rather do is just empower people to to be able to lead themselves, right? Not to say that they're totally independent. Not to say that you know no one needs anyone, but a level of self reliance to know that like, hey, I I've got this. I have the confidence and capability to to walk this path boldly, um, and. I also know that there are other men and women standing shoulder to shoulder with me that can help along the way. That's, I mean, I guess if I had to try and synthesize the the message that I, that I want to, you know, give to people, it's, it's that. And so I just kind of show my process. I show what I'm doing in my life, the, the good, the bad, um, what I'm learning along the way in hopes that, you know, maybe that sparks some, some insight into what someone else might be doing. And of and of course it does because it's real. It's real, you know, and that's what people are looking for. Someone they can relate to and someone that they see it's not all perfect, but they're, they're making it through. And this is how they're making it through the hard stuff, hmm. you know, and this is what they do. So I, I think it's beautiful. Let's talk about what, okay. So savage gentleman, brilliant name. Mm-hmm. Let's Thank talk you. about just clarify a little bit of definitions in, in your regard, because sure. uh, a big part of my show is helping people be holistically fit and healthy in mind, body and spirit, but also harmonizing their masculine and feminine energy. And that goes for men and women. Cause as mm-hmm. I know, you know, 
those essences, those polarities are in all of us. Yep. And we've got a lot of crazy stuff going on right now with confusion and sexuality and gender uh, roles, role models we've already talked about, but gender roles and um, abilities. It's kind of like a crazy time that people are trying to find their footing, you know, and to get along. So we're hearing now about toxic masculinity for whatever that is. And that's been kind of thrown around about uh, men being, uh, uh, um, what's the word, Josh, uh, when the, they're made more feminine. Um, oh, emasculation. Thank you. Yes, that's happening, softening of masculine. Yep. And then, you know, there's a lot of theories on what the, really the motives are behind that. So tell us what, in your experience, what, what do you feel masculinity and femininity are? Tell us about the name Savage Gentleman and just kind of work, wrap around all, all of that for yeah. us. I, I will do my best with the masculinity and, and femininity thing. I, I don't profess to be an expert in that um, as far as like terms and definitions, you know, I think they're, they're, they're far more qualified individuals. And so I, I, I maybe will speak a little bit broad and in general terms, and then people can kind of plug in where they where, where it makes sense to them and and that truly that is part of the the idea of savage gentlemen right where i i can't define another man's masculinity right like like we can we we recognize masculine and feminine it, we you just see it you know it you feel it right and and so it's almost one of these things that is is hard to define but it's it's easy to recognize right and and so with savage gentlemen, what a savage gentleman is can can kind of vary from one person together. I don't want to make my tiny box of like this is a savage gentleman. He has to have a beard that's this long. He's got to you know go out and chop wood every day. Um, but I think you know we can if we really want to distill it. I think masculine, feminine, we can replace that with like maleness and femaleness and the attributes and qualities that those possess. And, and I think that will give a pretty good understanding. And there's, there's, yeah, sometimes there's lines that can be blurred. Like you mentioned, we, we all have the ability to um, possess both features. And I think in the world today, there is a lot of confusion, mostly because there's just a lot of noise. There's just a lot of static, you know, there's so many people almost coming up with ideas for the sake of coming up with ideas. And I don't think that it, has to be that complicated and that's why I, I i try to steer clear of just being another you know banging gong when when you know this is what a man is this is not yeah i i think i think truth is self-evident and if we are in pursuit of truth we will find it and you don't you don't need me to like write that down for you necessarily um but but the the point of savage gentleman is this idea that within a man we we have two opposing sides um of the same coin they're opposite i say opposing not that they're against each other they're just you know two parts of the same coin two sides of the same coin this this savage you know very primal primitive um do whatever it takes to survive type mentality that i think we absolutely need if if, if as men we didn't have that our species would never have have made it this far. And then there's, there's the gentleman side, which is a bit more refined. It's, it's the, 
the softer side, I think, or, or a level of, I don't want to say domestication because I don't, I don't love that term when it comes to, you know, the human species because of where we're at right now. I, I don't think we need to be more domesticated, but there is a level of civility that is necessary in cooperation that in communication that we need to have in order to, to coexist. And that is the gentleman side. It's the ability to, to have a code of conduct and, and ethics um, and etiquette. And it's up for each man to decide, well, how much savage and how much gentleman do I need to get to the goals that I want to? And I see guys that are probably too far on one side, you know, way too savage and could use a little bit of polish and refinement. And then I see guys on the other end of the spectrum that are way too polished, way too fried, uh, refined, and they man, you need to get your hands dirty. Like when's the last time you, you actually broke a sweat or got your heart rate elevated? You know, that, that to me is more on the savage side and truthfully, we need both. Um, and I came to that realization as a professional fighter transitioning out of fighting. When my daughter was born, I realized like, Hey, um, I'm not going to be able to do this for the rest of my life. And I maybe need to find something that's a bit more uh, reliable as far as a source of income. And so that led me down a path um, that became very creative. I was editing videos and making, making. I was the director of, of content for a company. Um, and I was writing blogs and I was making cool videos. And I realized that there was this artistic side of me this creative side that I had completely lost touch with over the years. I was so focused on my destructive savage side that I, that I completely like forgot about this, this gentleman, you know, creative component. And once I started doing that, I, you know, I felt more at ease, more at peace and more complete. And I started to look around and I noticed a lot of men were struggling with the same thing. They were either on one side of the spectrum or the other. And that, kind of spawned the, the the genesis of the company Savage Gentleman and what we're about, where it's like, hey, you you need to be both. Um, you need to have the sensitivity to recognize, okay, which side am I falling too hard on? And I need to go back and explore and develop the other capacity. I love it. So, I mean, what, what important work. The world desperately needs this work that you're doing. And um and I'll just add too, one of the things that I think is the most endearing about you is you have such a profound sense of humility, which I feel is just like amazing and um and and wonderful because I don't think a lot of conventional people might associate a very masculine man as being necessarily having a lot of humility, or maybe that's the toxic, I mean, I don't know, help me with that. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so cool. in terms of in terms of toxic masculinity, because you did yeah. bring that up and we didn't touch on that. I think that that is a really interesting term that in my mind basically just boils down to poor marketing. Um, I, I think that that in its inception, there was probably some good intentions with the idea when it first came out. Um but the problem is one that the, the the term got, I believe, hijacked and applied just in mass to to all kinds of things where it wasn't applicable. And I think too that that, that it it struck a chord because it it implies that that there is an amount of masculinity that is detrimental, 
right? When you put toxic in front of masculine, it, 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 it gives the impression that, okay, this amount of masculinity is good, but if you take too much of it, now it's toxic and it'll kill you, right? Whether that was intended or not, that is like the knee-jerk reaction. And I think that's why so many people, so many real men are, are you know, just have kind of an aversion to the, to, to the phrase. And that's not to say that, that men don't need to work on themselves and men who consider themselves very manly don't have room for growth. That's not to say that. Um, I would argue that anything that we point to that someone would identify as toxic when it comes to a man is actually just a, a lack of masculinity um, or, a, or, or a misunderstanding of, of what it means to be a man. Pick, pick, any, pick any characteristic that, that you could see in a man, that any flaw, and I, I, could, I could easily point to where it's like, okay, well, that's because he is not, um, he, he doesn't have a good understanding or a good connection with his masculinity. There's nothing toxic about being a man. Being a man is as natural as, as, it, as it could possibly be, as is being a woman. There's nothing toxically feminine. You cannot be too feminine as a woman um, and have it be a negative thing. It's, it's actually a lack thereof, or again, like I said, a misunderstanding. And so it, it just, it just doesn't resonate. That term doesn't sell. And so, you know, we, we, and our company like make fun of it. Like we have pink t-shirts with a skull and crossbone that say toxic masculinity on it. Um, because I, the, the, and the logic behind that is, is again, it's, well, what masculine guy especially if he's toxic, would wear a pink t-shirt. I mean, men don't wear pink, right? Like you can't do that. And so it's just to kind of, you know, spark a conversation and and, and poke, poke some holes at this idea that, um, this mistaken idea that people seem to have about, about masculinity and that, you know, if you're, if you're too strong or you care too much about protecting your family or any of these other things, that it could possibly be, bad now when done at the exclusion of something else certainly but i think a truly masculine man is well-rounded right he he understands all facets of who and what he's created to be and therefore there, there cannot be a negative or or toxic factor to that that's so interesting because yes to your point from my understanding it it's it's implying it's a matter of degree, right? And and what I hear you saying is, yeah, it's when it gets out of balance that we have a problem. And your work is about helping men find that balance, like you mentioned in the beginning, as it is for women. And that was really interesting too, Josh, because I've never thought of the fact there is no component of a toxic feminine in that the female is too feminine. Like we right. don't have that expression. I've never even realize that's true. Like we, if we think of a woman who's really excessively feminine and let's just say to the point of it being a negative thing, like it's not a good thing, right? Yeah. Which is what toxic masculine implies. It's not a yeah. good thing. It's mm -hmm. toxic. Yeah. And if we think of her and this is for the audience and all of us, I mean, what do you envision? I guess you would envision a woman that's just completely, you know, feet not on the ground and, you know, no schedule whatsoever and very flighty and kind of like a butterfly flitting all over the place. And, you know, just probably walking around naked and <laughs> rainbows and all this stuff. It's just not committing to anything, not discipline, not getting anything done. Um, I'm making a decision 
uh, I guess, but you wouldn't think of it as toxic. Right. You wouldn't think of it as toxic. And, and I think that you would recognize, okay, this person that you've just, this, this, you know, avatar you have created, I think you would say like, well, she's missing some elements in her femininity, right? Because if she's all of these things, then how can she really fully step into the the role of the feminine, which is to to be a caretaker of sorts, right? And 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 not to not to mm-hmm. minimize a woman to just that one degree, but like that single aspect would be missing from this woman you described, and so actually she would be lacking in her femininity by missing yes. that. So again, well, it's, it not, whole. Be it's, not, it's yeah. not whole. It's not. It's not It's not too much. It's actually not enough. It's not well rounded. It's not it's balanced. Um, and so you know. I think, yes, there are toxic people, but it has nothing to do with their masculinity or their femininity um, in in ex- excessive amounts. It's just that they're toxic, period. Mm. It's like, hey, they have some flaws that create certain behavioral patterns that are not healthy for them or the people around them. So yeah, I'm not saying there isn't toxicity. I think that we should just leave it at that. And not try to assign, you know, masculine or feminine to it because neither one of those things are, is it possible for them to be bad in my mind? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, do you think then that it, the reason why there is only reference to a toxic masculine and not feminine could be due to possibly some kind of an in, insidious way to disassemble the masculine power and culture, you know, that whole, uh, you know, theory that's out there is that possible why is it only masculine then what's going on here it it is a great question that you bring up and if you know not to not to don my tinfoil hat um for too long here but if i were someone who wanted to maintain as much power and control as possible i would look at the, the the population and I would I would identify who is the biggest threat to my power and control. Who could possibly rise up and stand against whatever schemes, plans, ideas that I have to, you know, help my situation or, or further my own cause. And if I were to look across the board, I would probably identify, okay, well, the the strongest, most capable males are probably going to be my biggest problem um if i had to pick a fight you know i'm not going to and and i had to choose my opponent i'm not going to pick you know the the ufc top 10 fighters in each weight class like those are the last guys that i'm going to have standing in front of me right and so if we if we kind of reverse engineer that it's like all right well how do we eliminate those guys from the population well Again, if I was to to have that capability of, of planning and, and organizing things, I would say, okay, how do we how do we make these positive attributes and act a negative? How do we spin this in a way where people will look at at these things that these guys have that are problematic for me and say, hey, stop doing that. We we don't like that. And and if I can get the majority of people to buy in, especially women, because it's it's the women that actually are the drivers for, for almost all behavior. Um, well, all buying power too. (laughs) Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you think, you think about it and this is, again, this goes to, I mean, a very rudimentary primal savage 
um, level, it's like, all right, well, what what is the human species designed to do? Right. Well, like all other creatures and animals on the planet, we are designed to pass down our genetic material. Right. We 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 procreate and we need to raise and protect those young to the point where they can procreate and then the species survives. Right. Well, like every other species, there is competition for potential mates and it is the women who decide who gets the mate and who doesn't. So they are the ones who are actually um, determining the behavior of men. And you'll see this with fashion, with whatever. It's like, hey, if guys, if clean shaven guys are the only ones that are hooking up, guess what? Razor sales through the roof, right? If long bearded guys happen to be the ones that are, that are, you know, the most successful in partnering up, man, razor sales are going to plummet. And so if, if, Again, if I were the a person pulling strings and could could have massive influence, I would do my best to convince women, hey, you don't want that strong, strapping, burly man who is very capable of defending and protecting and providing for you and who can raise young, um, self-reliant children. You don't want that guy. He's bad. He's bad for you. What you want is this thing over here, see how shiny it is. This is, this is the thing that you want. Um, and if you could convince that you will start to steer, I think the, the collective, um, consciousness towards this, this, this other direction. I'm so glad you're saying all this because as you know, a big reason why I wanted you to come on the show, because my audience is largely feminine, although we do have a lot of men as well, is that you know, this is about me doing my, my best to create harmony among all of us and help, as you've mentioned, communication and understanding of each other. Because, you know, there's just, there's just so much misunderstanding about, about the sexes and the roles and, and us getting along. And now, you know, women saying they want sensitive men and men who will listen to them. And if they feel sick, they want them to go get her, you know, a cup of chicken soup and all that stuff. But at the same time, you know, you know, bring home the bacon and all that stuff and be strong and a rock, but talk about your feelings. And then, so, you know, I, I feel so badly for men because they must be so confused. It's like, because then if they are sensitive and, you know, listening to her and all that stuff, you know, there might be an, an underlying of she loses some respect because he's kind of soft and mushy and she, he's not the rock that she really wants him to be and needs him to be because the, the female is the storm. She's the tidal wave. She's the tsunami. She's, she's unpredictable. She's cyclical. She's the moon. The man is the sun, the constant, you know, the, the, in, and it's like the woman, well, isn't it that Lao Tzu, one of my favorite uh, quotes is the water will always wear away the stone mm -hmm. and the water is the feminine and the stone is the masculine. Right. But she, he's the stone that she crashes against, but he's the rock, you know? So I, my heart breaks for men in, today because I feel like they're very confused. It's like, you want me to be soft, but you want me to be strong. It's like, what do I do? How do I navigate? You know, like, what do you, you do be, for you men? Be with both. That? You're, you be yeah. a savage and a gentleman, yeah. um, which is, which is easier said than done. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and this is where, 
again, I, I don't like to get too caught up in, in the definition because I think, you know, now we, we create a container and nothing, now you've, now you have borders that are really difficult to escape. Right. And so if I define exactly what a, a savage gentleman is by these four, you know, walls, it doesn't leave much room for expansion and far be it for me to, to know enough to give, you know, that kind of a, of a maxim to apply to everyone. And so it, 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 there's some difficulty and like, you kind of have to figure out what that means for yourself and, and how you will, how you will build your own understanding of that. But, but suffice to say that you do need both. Mm-hmm. You have to have that savage side, right? The, the ability to man <laughs> do whatever it takes right to i mean i'm going to be a bit crass here i don't know what your rating for your show is um, it's it's uh no rating it's it's whatever you want it to be no language is so it's, I'm it's gonna, okay I'm like, well okay gonna, anybody got little kids nearby you might want some delicate yeah. sensibilities yeah. here um but but when we talk about men and again you can this isn't just the world according to me. This is like, look around at every male species of every creature on the planet. It yep. is designed to do exactly two things. Mm-hmm. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Fighting. Yep. And another word that starts with an F. Gotcha. Um, and that's it. That That is what we are, as men, are, are created to do. Um, and everything about us is purposely built for those two things. Yeah. Um, and to me, that is that is the savage side, right? And if we yeah. didn't live in a society, we could probably exist just on those two realms alone, like we probably did for, I don't know, however many millennia you believe we have been walking on this rock. Mm-hmm. But we do live in a society, Right. We do. Li- and, and thank goodness that we do, because, you know, modern medicine and like things like penicillin and, and things are pretty cool that, you know, we don't have to die, you know, from from, you know, bacterial infection at the age of whatever. Yeah. So that's great. You know, we we have advanced. And so now we have to exist in this very complex society with these very, you know, um highly evolved rule sets that are constantly changing and that becomes the gentleman side of like understanding the nuance of of all uh, of all these different um interplaying mechanisms and how to navigate those swiftly and, and efficiently and that's that gentleman side that you know does demand some some sensitivity right and and as men we look at i think we hear the word sensitive as a as a negative right um, and, 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 and it certainly isn't, I think I don't, again, I don't think as a man, you can actually be too sensitive hmm. and, 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 and I will prove that to any men who are listening here, any hard charging, super tough guy, badass guys that, um, uh, let's say, you know, they like to shoot firearms, right? Um, and if you're familiar with, with shooting, with precision shooting, um, there is a level of sensitivity that is required in the the pressure that you pull your trigger, right? That mm-hmm. if you are not sensitive to where that break is, then you're you're not going to be very accurate. And so you develop a level of sensitivity uh, in jujitsu, uh, a sport that I continued that I still practice. 
there is a sensitivity to the position and the weight distribution and the movement of my opponent that that is very, very useful. If I, in, in, in the difference between a white belt and a black belt is that sensitivity. A white belt has no clue what's going on. He's freaking out. But a black belt, if you've ever rolled with one and, and myself sense. being one, yeah. you know, you, you understand stuff almost before it even happens. And it's a level of sensitivity. And so I, you can't have too much of that. I don't think, um, I think you can maybe pursue that at the expense of other things. And that could be a problem, but cultivating it is never is never bad as long as you're doing it in a very holistic and and broad sense and so i think the problem that men have is not sensitivity there is a difference between vulnerability and openness and i think this is where words do kind of matter where we sometimes misconstrue um being sensitive for being vulnerable now there is, in my opinion, and this may ruffle a few feathers, but in my opinion, there is never a time or or usage for a man or anyone to 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 purposely make themselves vulnerable. It is not it is not useful. Vulnerability is be dangerous. Is, it, it, it's a hundred percent. There's no there's no upside to just being vulnerable. Like, hey, here's 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 my belly. Go ahead, yeah. do whatever you want. It, right? Like, killed. I'm not going to mm-hmm. expose this. You're going to get killed. Um, but that's not to say that we cannot be open. So there's sensitivity, which is how how tuned in we are to something. There's vulnerability, which is just exposing yourself to, to, to harm, which is not useful. And then there's openness, which has to do with honesty and trust. And that is the area that I think that, that women are seeking for men. But we're using, again, we're using bad terminology. They're saying, hey, I need you to be more more vulnerable. And, mm. and somewhere deep in our very yeah. savage, primitive brain, he's like, hey, no, 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 yeah. absolutely yeah. not. I can't it's like do that. red light, red light. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but yeah. but openness and sensitivity are, are very both Im- important. So I think, you know, this communication component that we're talking about when we're when we are, you know, presumably women talking to our men and we're asking the things that we need. I think we have to be, we ourselves, and now I'm being a woman here, um, we need to be sensitive to the other, to to his, um, to his understanding and definition and viewpoint of the world, right? Because the two main things that he is designed to do are fighting and effing, right? Well, vulnerability does not serve me in, in either one of those things. In fact, the out of the two, and again, thinking about animals in the world, you are actually in the in the process of lovemaking. You are actually vulnerable. Think so about. I was just thinking that animals yeah. in the wild, like mm-hmm. you know, yep. that is the most. They're a little about distracted. The most, <laughs> about the most yep. vulnerable you will ever see a wild animal, and I think mm-hmm. you know we have True. come to a point where we don't. We're going to the ourselves. bathroom. Yeah, we're same. <laughs> but I think you know, as humans, we don't yep. view ourselves as part of the natural world. Um, but we really are animals. Yes, we're we're highly evolved. We're highly intuitive, and I think that we we have um, you know certain attributes that that do set us apart to some extent. But you know, this meat suit that we're wearing and walking around in is every bit just an animal, like the deer um, in the fields or the birds of the sky. And so I think we have to keep that in mind when understanding our own. Um, physiology, our own emotions, all of these things that are happening inside of us are are tied directly to, you know, this vessel that we are in. And I think instead of working against that, learning to work with it and understand it, 
will help us. And being able to communicate in a way that is in alignment with that vessel is probably helpful as well. I love this so much. I want to follow up on your two Fs because I got something, something, the three Ps. But before I do, I'd love to just keep you on this track because you are on a roll and this is why I wanted you on the show. I love this so much. This all needs to be out there. Um, Josh, what do men want women to know? Tell us more about that. Because what I'm hearing, I love this difference between understanding our vulnerability and our sensitivity. It's different things, what you're asking us. What do you hear? What are they saying? What What do we, us, all of women listening and watching, what, are, what, do, you, what do they want us to know, Josh? I, I think men want and, and need women to know that that they are inherently valued because full stop just because they they're inherently valued right and and we don't we have a hard time expressing this and showing it but again it is instinctive right if there is an element of danger and there is a serious situation every man across continents across culture they're they're always going to prioritize saving the women and the children oh, so above all else <laughs> yeah. not knowing anything about the people not weighing anything there is just instinctive you grab them and you get them out because they are the most valuable thing to our species and we struggle with with verbalizing that um and often we struggle showing that on a daily basis right because we're distracted and we're busy chasing you know careers and and you know padding our bank account and doing all these things that the world has convinced us are the most important thing right um and 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 i think that women need to know that deep down inside everything that we're doing is an attempt to show you how valuable you are sometimes we're just not good at communicating we we get we get caught up in these things that don't matter um but but that guy who isn't being open you know in the relationship and he's not you know talking to you and saying the things but that dude gets up at 4 30 every morning and goes and punches a clock at a shitty job that he hates he does that because he values you we would 90 percent of us would just live in the woods in a in a fort that we build out of sticks right <laughs> But in the same know, shorts in the same shorts like, <laughs> yep. we don't we don't, don't care brush as your long teeth as we have yep. food no all of this is because we we value we value women and we understand inherently how much they matter and so everything we do is is centered around that um it's just that that we don't explain it and and you know we 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 get mixed up sometimes you know we get mixed up and we we become self-focused to the extent again to the exclusion of the other but but everything that that we came back and that we're trying to internally do was because we were trying to um we, we were trying to impress a girl or show her something or or get her to understand something and and it just it just kind of spiraled and so I think we you know so that's what we want women to understand and know and then we need women I think as men, we need women to, to see us and, and to, to see who we are, what we are, what we're doing it and why, and understanding that it's, that it truly is all for them. Wow. Wow. I mean, come on, if that doesn't reframe everything, ladies, I don't know what doesn't, right. I mean, that's, that's just so beautiful. Uh, 
Wow. Well, that leads me to the three P's, which okay. I've heard from men are to provide, mm-hmm. protect, and profess. Like okay. as in what a real man is. And it's similar to the two F's. And I, I kind of hear you saying this, to provide, to protect, and to profess is meaning, okay, this is where we might get into trouble. with the, Like the women want to hear it more, right? Like, yeah. like you just said, he might not be saying... Honey, I love you. Or, you know, like what's at the five love languages, that famous yeah. book, uh-huh. you know, are you sh- physical affection or, you know, gifts and all, whatever, what's your love language. So uh, a lot of men, maybe the majority would fall short with the profession of honey, I love you. I love you. I love you. Okay. You know, all that stuff. Would you agree, Josh, that in your experience, a, a real man would fulfill those three roles of providing, protecting and, pro- okay. Yeah. But I think, I think again, we get, we get a very narrow window or, or understanding of what those P's mean. And I'll, and I'll use myself uh, as an example here. And and this is where, you know, I feel maybe I'm a bit uniquely qualified to talk about things like toxic masculinity and being a savage gentleman, because I I live a pretty non-traditional life right like from an outsider you you look at me you watch what i'm doing and you're like you probably get the impression you're like holy shit this is like the manliest dude i've ever seen look he (laughs) chops wood and he beats people up and he builds things and he does just all these right and and you know but by by cultural norms I, i i actually don't line up in a lot of things, right? Like I've been the primary caregiver for our children um, since they were born. So like when my daughter was born, when my wife went back to work, um, my daughter stayed with me and I trained MMA and I, you know, worked and and did all these things, but she was with me and same thing with our son. And now, you know, with our, with our third uh, baby boy, when she goes back to work, it's going to be back on me again and and because she is she is the primary uh breadwinner in our family wow and 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 for a lot of guys that's a really hard thing and and maybe yeah. i'll lose some cool points you know with 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 a few of the dudes out there like how are you gonna let your woman go to work and it, it's not let it's not how it's like she's better at it than this I works for you guys she's this better works. at, at, at yeah. making money it makes more sense she has a much higher earning potential than i do and i'm okay with that because i still provide just not in the same sense. What I provide is the stability for our family. Like when I spend too much time focusing on the business or doing all of these other things, you know, even in my training for for fighting, when I spent too much time from that, everything started to fall fall to pieces. You know, I need to be that rock. I need to be that that you know, foundation for our family. And when I step away, it, it, it's, it's a lot of chaos. See, this is so cool though, because I mean, look, you're, you're being the example though, how awesome that is. Like, I think this is great. I'm like on the other side, like, wow, here's a guy who is doing it in a way that's so admirable. And plus you can kick everybody's ass. Well, and that's what what makes me unique, right? Yeah, and it's like, oh, man, this guy's a pussy. He can't, you know, his wife, you know, makes more money than him and this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, okay, cool, I, but I could kick your ass. So what does that make you? You know what I mean? And and anyone who, who I couldn't, you know, beat in a fight they're so far above, you know, like they don't, they don't, they're not going to waste their time having that, 
that conversation. They're just going to be like, it. right on, man. Cool. Anybody yeah. who's going to get in that argument, I feel confident, you know, isn't good enough at fighting because if you were good enough, you wouldn't care to like, you know, to start sleep, hurling insults at people, guys, yeah. guys that are at that level of accomplishment don't waste their time, you know, arguing with people on the internet. They just, they just don't. Yeah. Um, and, and so, so again, that gives me a, an interesting, um, perspective to to talk about this and that's not to say that my path is the ideal or the best for everyone the yeah. point is it's what works for us and i think that's yeah. where people miss the mark is they they see this very common um formulaic expression of what a family dynamic looks like and they focus on the providing and they're like, okay, I got to do that, which means I got to be, I got to work. She's a stay-at-home mom and I got to make enough money for everyone. So I'm working 60, 80 hours a week. And yeah, you're providing financial stability, but you're not providing those kids with the emotional stability, that that masculine component that is necessary, vital to the upbringing of, of every child in this world. You're, you're not doing that. And so- yeah, okay, you're kind of providing, but I would argue, you know, to a certain extent, which is more important, right? The 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 stability that that kid needs to become a well-rounded, you know, emotionally healthy adult or, you know, uh, another car in the driveway, right? Mm -hmm. Because we need three cars instead of two because our next door neighbors just got, you know, that brand new uh, Escalade. So, right. And, and so we get caught up in that and they're like, oh man, this guy's out providing me. I got to step it up. Right. And I look on the internet and I see all these guys, you know, with stacks of cash and, you know, on yachts and smoking cigars with hot models. And I say, well, I got to be this guy. I got to, you know, I got to hustle and grind and I got to make, you know, seven or eight figures a year. And maybe you do. And again, there's nothing wrong with that if everything else is as it should be, but you know, if, if your, your relationship with your wife is on the rocks, your kids barely know you. I, yeah. I don't give a shit how much money you're making. You are failing in the providing area, in my opinion. And, and, and I think, you know, guys kind of, it, it's easy to trick ourselves and to say, no, I'm doing the thing, right. It, it, it would yeah. be like me when I was trying to, when I was making the transition from being a fighter to, to whatever I am now, um, you know, to say, no, I got to keep fighting, you know, and I'm doing this for my family. And it's like, no, I'm not like financially, I would be better served working at Home Depot. Like I would have a much more reliable paycheck mm, and earn just as much money, you know, do work working this. So to say that, you know, I'm doing this for my family, I'm, I'm growing this business. I'm, you know, being mm. this success is all for my family. It, it, it's a lie that we tell ourselves because we're comfortable in that realm. It's like, Hey, I was good at fighting. I know that game inside and out. I can train hard. I'm not afraid of getting punched in the face. I'm not afraid of, you know, beating myself up, you know, in a workout. I could do that. The scary part was stepping out into this other area where like, now I'm going to be a stay at home dad. I'm going to work on, you know, this online business and I'm going to, you know, create video and do it. That was terrifying. And so I could lie to myself and say, no, I'm doing the hard thing. But really the hard thing is showing up for some guys, showing up and being present for your kid, putting your phone down and just listening to them tell you about 
um, their their favorite Paw Patrol characters or whatever silly, you know, four-year-old nonsense that, that that little child wants to share with you. And I think if we get so focused in the wrong or misunderstanding of what it means to provide, we're doing we're doing some really severe damage to that relationship, both to the to our children and to our wives, because we're not providing the things that they actually need, which is ourselves. Your right? presence, that, to, that your masculine presence, energy yeah. that that we bring. We're you know too many guys have just accepted that they're a glorified ATM, right? Oh. They're just a they're just an ATM in a suit oh walking around, right? And that, that's not what we were created to be. I think we have to understand that like, yeah, I mean, sure. We, we have to work. We have to, you know, put food on the table, but for me, it's like, well, I could go punch a clock, um, in, in some place that I hate and be miserable and be gone all the time. Or I could take my bow and arrow and walk out in the woods and shoot squirrels if I really had to, you know? And if we had to live that life, man, we might be better off because now my kid, I'm spending more time with my kids and, you know, I mean, it's nice to go to a grocery store and be able to pick stuff up, but I have the skills mm-hmm. and ability that if it came down to it, I could do that. And so it gives me a level of confidence yeah. to, to not have to be worried. What if, what if I lose this job? What are we going to do? Right. And I think so many guys are in this place of fear of like, well, this is all I know. Right. I, all I know is this, this, you know, uh, being an accountant. And if I lose this job, what, what, what are, what are we going to do? And that was intentional. I mean, you know, so, and there we're, we're kind of going full circle at the beginning sure. of the show. It's yeah, like, yeah. The, well, they, we weren't taught that stuff. I don't think it was a coincidence. We weren't taught this stuff, which is so key. I'm so glad you're clarifying what you mean by providing, which needed to be said. And, and, and again, going back to protection and I'm, you know, we'll, we'll just touch on all the, all the P's here. Yes. You know, I think our understanding of protection is really important too, because to, to every, every, to the hammer, every problem looks like a nail, right? And so as a former professional fighter, well, I know what it means to protect, right? Man, somebody comes in this house, it's, <laughs> you pick the wrong one. Um, and, and yes, that is a level of protection. But if we, if we limit ourselves to just that sense, right, our job is also to protect our, our family's uh, emotional well-being as well. Right. And, and again, if we're not meeting those needs, I think we're failing to protect them, um, you know, protect our wife from, from the, the world and the influence, you know, from the things that are telling her that she's not good enough because, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't look like this Instagram model and because she's not Photoshopped or all of these things, right. We have to protect her identity and self-worth by professing you know, what she means to us and, 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 and who she truly is. And that's the thing that I think, you know, is, is so important in this human experience that we, we have to have others to be that reflection of, of who we are, right? We will, we will never know ourselves without that reflection because you can't see yourself, right? That's right. You know, so, so we need that other to be the mirror with which we can see who and what we truly are. And I think this is, you know, the, the goal of everyone is finding that person to be that, that, that mirror for them. And so they can become a mirror themselves. And now you have two mirrors reflecting back on each other. Um, and if you've ever shown a light into two mirrors like that, 
man, that that gets diffused and, and goes everywhere, right? Um, and I'll it, add too, it could be people. It might not be a person. It could be your, you know, your, yeah, your yeah, group. Community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have yeah. to be one. Uh -huh. I mean, just people in general, yeah. right? Some, um, it, it, someone reflecting it back. Yeah, That connection is so important. I mean, this is why in in terms of survival, touching on that, because I, I I dabble in, in survival stuff. Yeah, um, cool. And, and, you know, there's, there's the rule of threes, which people may be yep. familiar or not. Please, right? please, please mention. Mm -hmm. So typically we talk about, you know, you'll, you'll start, okay. At about three weeks, you can, you can go three weeks without any food, right? You can go mm -hmm. three days without water, right? Um, you can go about uh, three minutes without air. Yeah. And then to, to take that a, another step, you can go about three seconds without protection. Like, you know, if you were in a gunfight, you got about three seconds or less to get to cover and get get to safety, right? But there's another three on the front end of that that we that people seldom talk about, and that's a three months, and it's three months without uh, companionship. Wow, that's about that's about the limit that that most humans can can survive before they mentally start to crack and will begin to make really really poor decisions, right? Wow. And again, it's not, and 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 that's kind of what we're talking about in these. Um, these rule of threes is not that you're going to instantly drop dead and die three days, but your decision-making process gets really, really poor, and then you'll probably die. Um, and so whether that's the, the, the three days without water, three weeks, what have you. And so th at three months, yeah, it gets to give you, be really bad. And there's a reason why the, the highest punishment for any human on the planet, what is, what is the worst thing we can do to solitary someone? confinement? Yeah, we remove them from the general population, or we take that a step further, right? And and it's capital punishment, and we permanently remove them yep. from everyone else. But yep. it, but it is that that pulling away from interacting mm -hmm. with other humans. That's the worst thing you could do to somebody. And that's what, what just that happened with the pandemic. Yeah, what is <laughs> social that distancing and closing? Don't leave your home and all that. Yeah, right. isolation. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and so you know we we have to be very sensitive to to all these i mean I, you know i look at survival as, as simply as just the art of not dying right and and <laughs> that rule of threes basically all you're doing is you're just kind of running a system check of like, okay what's going to what's most likely to kill me next right I'm, I'm alive right now great cool um but if someone jumps on my back and starts choking me now i realize i've got about three minutes you know without that oxygen before i'm before i'm dead so if I'm thinking ahead to three weeks from now when I need to eat, if I'm thinking about, oh, what's for dinner while this guy's choking me, that's a problem, yeah. right? So I have to address what is most likely going to kill me. That is that is survival, right? And so if we take that and apply that to an everyday life situation, then we, okay, yeah, we're probably not going to starve to death. We're probably not going to die of dehydration, but- for how many men out there is mental health going to be the thing, and right? Yeah. And and women, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. the, the numbers are alarming. Number one. It's an if epidemic we, yeah, right now. If we it's look a, at that. Especially so with if, young kids, mm -hmm. big problem. If if we're talking about survival, right? It's like, okay, what's what's most likely to kill me? If it's If it's my own mental health, man, I need to address that which means yeah. I need to be sensitive and paying attention before that gets too far gone and goes mm -hmm. off the rails. I need yeah. to be like 
just kind of checking in with myself and making sure, okay, am I doing the things to keep this, keep this boat above water or, you know, do I need to start bailing? Do I need to paddle to shore? <laughs> we need to do some, or are we, are we cool to just float here and enjoy, you know, the open ocean? Cause maybe it's fine or maybe it's super not fine. And, and we can see this, the clouds on the horizon. I don't want to wait until I'm in the middle of a hurricane before I decide to start rowing my boat. You know, if I can help it, sometimes stuff creeps up in your life and you just, you have to react to it. But I mean, the visibility, you know, if you're in the open ocean, you can see for miles and miles, um, maybe just be aware of that. But I think, again, we get so tunnel vision, we yes. get focused on these little screens that only serve to exacerbate the problems that we have. And they're pointing where they want you to look too. That's externally focused. It's external locus of control. Whereas what I'm hearing you say is, this is just so great. I never had anyone articulate it in that way of this way of survival. And what I'm hearing you say is you got to identify the, 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 the most front of center threat. Yep. And to yep. do that, you need to internally focus, not yeah. be looking outside and, oh, look over here, look over there. Because that's it's all curated, you know, where it wants you to look. Right. It, it's like, shut it all down and, you know, go within to what are you needing? And to your point, what's what's the most prominent uh, or 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 priority need yep. I have for my real yep. survival? And is it, am I really lonely? And what am I doing about it? Because it's only going to get worse and I can't let it get that bad where there's the point of no return and I starting mental problems, you know? Mm -hmm. So super valuable perspective. And, and this, this, thank you. Um, and this kind of becomes the, the thesis for our, our events, right? So we have, mm -hmm. we have, you know, Savage Gentlemen, the business, we have an online Facebook group group called the League of Savage Gentlemen. And I think we're just shy of 25,000 members on wow. that. And then we have another tier, which, which is more in-person and, and action oriented called the Legion. Um, so we have the Legion of Savage Gentlemen, which actually are the, the guys that come out and, and do our events. And the thesis behind those events are, are built around body, mind, and spirit. Right. And so, you know, this come this comes back to kind of that internal focus, right? And 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 I, I came to this from the one of the survival TV shows I was on. It was a 21-day challenge. We were out in the, the wilderness. And when you when you do any kind of endurance type thing, and, and that kind of survival is for sure, 21 days is definitely endurance. Um, but you you know, there's a certain point, anyone who does marathons or long distance stuff, yeah. you recognize there's a, there's a point where your body is like, okay, we're done. That's enough. Wow. Right. No more. And in order to keep going, what do we have to do? We have to use our mind to convince our body. No, 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 we're fine. We can keep going. Let's, 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 let's keep it. You know, we can do this. Right. Um. So we, so at a certain point, we transition from the body, right? The body kind of craps out on us and falls away. And now we're left with mind as being the, the driver of what's keeping us going. And that'll work for a while. And at a certain point, your mind's like, hey, dude, done. No more. That's, yeah. we're out of here, right? And and for different people, you know, your level will vary. For some people, that's like 30 minutes on the treadmill, you know, their body was done after the first three minutes, they pushed through. Now they're at minute 25 and their mind's like, they're checked it, bro. No more. Uh, 
and and for some people that takes that's like you know hour eight or yeah. something of a of an ultra marathon or whatever. And so you know whatever that limit looks like for you, if you've gone beyond where your mind says to quit and you keep going, now you've entered into the realm of spirit, where the only thing that is keeping you going is that that spirit, that willpower to 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 finish what it is you started, right? And that I think is something that is really powerful that we don't get to access in everyday life. And so our events are centered around t- moving through that progression over the course of three days and, and getting guys to come into that, to feel, to feel the body, feel that point when it's done, push beyond, feel the mind, understand the mind and, and, and the games that it likes to play, push that to the breaking point and then accessing the spirit. And once we can do that, we can then start the process all over and we can go from the spirit back into our body and continue to spiral upwards and, and ascend to higher and higher levels. Starting from a different, you're starting from an elevated place though. Yes. When you go back yep. to the bottom, you're, uh-huh. you're transcended. So that's cool. Exactly. Yeah. So um, it, it's an idea that I've been playing around and I've made that's some awesome. like, diagrams and things, but, but all of that comes from very honest conversations, internal yeah. dialogues with ourselves and, and, and again, that communication factor that we were talking about, if we can't honestly communicate with ourselves, if I can't, if my body can't communicate with me and I can't communicate with my body, right, or my mind or my spirit, if all those three things aren't meshing well, how can I possibly expect to communicate with anyone else, with my wife, with my kids, with my coworkers, with my whomever, you're not in I alignment. Would say that I can't. Yep. You're, yeah. you're going to have a really, really hard time. So, you know, I think for for so many guys, like you were saying, and 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 just humans, we're so externally focused, right? Because that's what's in front of us. Yep. You know, we 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 are you know predatory animals where our eyes are set in front of our heads, and and so we're looking out at everything. But and and that's advantageous. But I think we also you know, in the, in the very distant past, we're much better at listening to what's going on internally. And we've lost that sensitivity. And this is where, for me, a lot of outdoor wilderness, primitive skills has been been really useful because it, it, it helps me relearn that process. And that's something that, you know, I think a lot of men today could probably use some of is, is just, going out and and doing some of the things that are you know <laughs> that the men in our past once did whether it's not that long ago in something like chopping wood or or you know turning wrenches or it's it's a long long time ago and it's building fire you know out of using friction and and you know rubbing sticks together i i think that we can use those activities as good metaphors and analogies for our modern living and I know for myself, it's helped me a lot to formulate some of these ideas and cultivate some of these communication skills with myself and with others. I am so sad we're getting towards the end here and I'm sensitive <laughs> to your time because I just, can you just expand on that a little? Because I want to know, Josh, because what I'm hearing you say is is so important because people think of masculine men and savage men and they're thinking of guys like, you know, throwing spears and wrestling and, you know, lighting fires and, you know, doing all that stuff and hunting, you know, but how do, cause what I hear you say, and you know, one of my favorite expressions too, is close 
close two eyes to see with the third eye. Mm. So you close the external to go to the internal, right? Sure. And yep. what I'm hearing you say is you've learned and what you help other men also experience is by going through these physical rites of passage or acts of masculinity, physical acts of, of exertion, physical exertion and uncomfort and, and discomfort. You have been, you've learned to access your mind and your spiritual through those mediums. Can you just expand a little bit as to what's the mechanism there? How, how is that working? Help us understand. Yeah. Wait a minute. This guy's telling me to go to one of his things and he's going to have <laughs> a chop wood and whatever. How is that going to make me more spiritual and resilient and realize my worth as a man? Just yeah. because I can chop wood. Or sure, sure. So. Well, I, I, I will I will say uh, am learning. I, I'm still learning this. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it's a process. And I think we, you know, something that we often run into is that we we have this idea that there is a destination right this this sense of arrival you know mm -hmm. if i do this then boom okay i've got it and and i think that that's a that's a a trap that can be not very useful to have this concept of like okay i've learned how to be a man right i've learned how to be a savage gentleman now, a savage gentleman is is you know, in, in constant flux, it's not an end state. It is a process, you know, yeah. savage gentleman is more of a verb than it is a noun in my mind. It's a um, continuum. It, it yeah. is for mm -hmm. sure. Um, and, and, and as far as, you know, coming to our events and, and the purpose of it, really the, the activities themselves don't matter that much. I could, I could almost replace them and make them interchangeable. But, but what happens is there's a, there's an exchange of, of literally blood, sweat, and tears that, that happens. And this is, this is for, for men in particular, where it doesn't really matter if you know how to chop wood or not. Right. Um, unless you have a fireplace that, that needs that, you probably don't need that skill, but as another man, I need to see you doing something. We need to do something together. Yep. Right. Because, because that's the only way I can build a relationship with someone. That's the only way that I can trust another man. And again, this harkens back to more primitive times where if if we had our, our, our a tribe, my family or, or whatever, and we're outside of the cave picking berries or doing whatever cavemen were doing at the time, and another male comes along. I am instinctively on guard and suspicious of that guy, right? New stranger comes into the village. Everyone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who are you? What's your deal, right? Um, this is the vulnerability thing. If we were just vulnerable and you're like, oh, hey, there's there's a, a um, military-aged male just strolling in here. Let's just yeah not ask any questions. Whatever. Go back <laughs> yeah. to what we're doing, mm -hmm. right? You would be insane, to do that you're going to you're going to be you're going to put up some some walls and some boundaries and you're going to vet that guy and I'm not going to be able to trust him I don't care what he says until I can see what what he does when that guy gets in the field with me and he helps pull that yoke to plow the field yeah. right and I trip up and he lifts me and he keeps going even though we're both exhausted now I know okay now that's my guy He's got right? your back. Now I yep. can confide in that guy. Now I can trust. Now I can give him access. Now I can be open. Wow. And so, so trust is earned. Trust is trust, earned. Trust is yep. earned amongst mm -hmm. men. And we don't have enough um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. vehicles to do that in our modern world. Yes. You're just not going to get that um, 
you know, sitting, sitting in the cubicle next to a guy, right? Like you're not going to know. I mean, he might be cool, right? Maybe you guys like the same sports team. That's awesome. But I don't know that I can trust that guy. I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to talk to him if I'm having issues in my marriage, right? I can't, I can't give him that vulnerability. He hasn't earned it. Right. And so men, you know, there's a saying that goes, women, women communicate um, face to face, but men do so shoulder to shoulder. And so we, we have to do these activities together and the activity doesn't really matter as long as there is some skin in the game. There needs to be some consequence to it. It can be done through a workout. You know, I mean, you can, you can, some of the strongest bonds I've built were on the mats doing as an MMA fighter, right? Guys in the military, have the, some of the strongest bonds you'll ever see because they have shared those, you know, those really intense moments together. And so when we, when we do that, now we can have that reflection. We can dive deeper when I can, when I can confide and share with another man that opens up my ability to go deeper into myself, talking about this mind and the spirit, we don't exist. We can't exist in a vacuum. Um, and there's so many men that have this false pretense of being a lone wolf or the Sigma male or this very, you know, every yep. guy wants to be John Wick. Alpha. Just, yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, one, I don't like assigning, I, I think trying to assign a Greek letter to humans is, is like, a, <laughs> I mean, whatever, if that's what you're into, cool. But I don't think any of that really matters. Um, and I think we can get so caught up in those definitions and labels that it becomes it's it's not useful right but just understanding the the mechanics of how men work is really important it's like yeah we need some dudes that we can go out and we can do some hard stuff together and i can see what you're made of you can see what i'm made of and now we can have some real conversation about things that matter men need other men i mean men we need women Certainly, but we have to have other men. And I think that's part of what's lacking is we're, we're, we're disjointed, right? Every man is trying to exist as an island unto himself. And he's trying to be that rock for his family, but he doesn't have a foundation for himself. He doesn't have his own tribe of of men and brothers that he can draw from. And yes, he can get, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today without the help of my wife. Like she has been a huge source of inspiration, but conversely, I also wouldn't be where I'm at if I didn't have the other men in my life who have taught me, you know, mentors, brothers, all of these guys that we have to have. And, you know, I think we're too disconnected. We we, we feel like we're connected because we have these, you know, funny little rectangles in our pockets that give us access to everything in the blink of an eye. But, you know, when's the last time you had a deep, meaningful conversation with with another man? Um, and again, if we can't do that with ourselves, we can't do that with other men. And if you can't confide in him, it's probably going to be hard for you to confide in her as well. You know, it, it's, it's all with your heart, with your heart, with your heart. Yeah. yeah. We're more vulnerable. Well, this is just so critically important because you're touching on so many things that are universal to gender because, uh, you know, talking about trust being earned and we're, you're talking about how. I love how men need other men because I can see how, you know, well, through, through adversity builds bonds, right? I mean, even people that are in a plane accident together, everyone's bonded because you go, if you live through something that's terrible and adverse, 
you're going to get closer to that person that you live through it with. Yeah. And, 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 you know, doing a hard thing, men doing hard things together are going to build that bond. And I can see how the men wouldn't want to let the other men down that they're doing this thing with, but they're also learning about what they're capable of too, because yeah. they might be doing it because they want to let the guy next to them down who's relying on them to, you know, pull his weight, literally, yeah. <laughs> figuratively, mm -hmm. literally. But he might then also find in the process that I, I, I don't want to let myself down either. So there's just a win-win. And I just love how what, what I'm hearing you say and for the audience and everyone is that this is just work that that has always been done. This is what all ancient cultures did. I had an episode, I think it was 93 with Susan Wilson, and we talked about womanhood and rites of passage. And mm -hmm. women had to be with other women. Men have to be with other men. Yes, we still need men and we want to be with men. And we have, you know, it's all about the cohesion. But there's a, there's a time and place where uh, it, the, the genders can't be interchanged, that you can only get certain things from other women and uh, whatever that is, and men mm -hmm. are the same, and it's all yeah. good, and we're not threats mm -hmm. to each other. No, it's designed that way, you know. Yeah, and you so I that that you touched on something here that I think you know is important to just bear in mind. Mm. Historically, we've always done these things, right? We have just existed, right? Men went out in hunting parties, and they did these really difficult things. They built, you know, their their shelters, and they, you know farmed and, and did all these things together and it was strenuous and it was hard and it was adversity um and we don't have that anymore and it's great it is so good that we don't have to like on a regular basis round up all of the guys around us yeah. grab our spears and our shields and go attack that you know yeah. tribe before they kill us like thank goodness we don't have to live that way but it did have like some of these these activities had a very you know integral part of our development and 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 our psyche and and being who we were supposed to be and so and our bonding and, our bonding yeah. there's that connection again that social yep. ingredient required for health so keeping that in mind if we don't have that anymore organically then we need to create it artificially it's the same reason why gyms exist right yes. the the human animal doesn't need to go to a gym if it's living the way that it was designed to live but we have again we've made things so comfortable it's like well you don't have to be able to lift hardly a finger and you can get food delivered to your door like you don't have to go out and stalk prey for you know tens of miles and haul it back right you just pick up the phone and boom there's food yep so so cool for the convenience but knowing that I have to understand the 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 or the vessel, this organism, this meat suit, what makes it work most efficiently. And so artificially artificially create the environment that I need, which means I grab yeah. heavy things and I arbitrarily yeah. move them, not because this round circle hunk of metal needed to go from the over here to over there, but because I know that this, you know, these yeah. muscles need to be engaged in a certain way. And if I do that, the system works better. And it's the same thing with yeah. our relationships. It's not that anyone needs to really go and do these events that we're doing, right? Yeah. Other than that bond and the lessons that are learned that you were just inherent to our existence no longer exist. And so we have to, we have to artificially create those if we want the system individually and the system at large 
to function the way it's supposed to. And right now, I think we can all agree it's pretty dysfunctional, both at the individual level and at the at the macro level. And that's why I'm so excited to have my retreats again for women and my women's groups again that we meet yeah. uh, uh, in person. T- just tell us as we're getting to the close here, you're going to sure. tell her, and that's in the show notes, everybody, how you can find Josh and direct your partners and sons and fathers and brothers or whoever to, to his amazing work. But Josh, do you do, um, I know you do events, but just mm-hmm. tell us briefly, are they annual? Are they three day? And do you do like ongoing? Because, you know, it, it's one thing for a guy to be there, maybe in person with you for a three-day intensive. Yeah. Do you do regularly monthly, like, I don't know, Zoom stuff? Like, what, what yeah, are the yeah, options? Yeah. So so right now, we're, we started kind of at the far end of the spectrum. So we have the the free, just, you know, anyone can join. Well, not anyone can join. There's still like a vetting process to get into the Facebook group. Okay. Um, but that's kind of at the bottom tier or or top of the funnel. And then we have the the tip of the spear, which is these very exclusive, you know, high ticket events that are three days that, that we're usually doing about two a year as we grow. I'd like to expand those, but just, you know, with in person. In, yeah. In, in person. Per- yep. And leading up to those, we will do a series of zoom group calls with the guys and then, yep. you know, kind of some integration on the back end as well. And so that's where we're at right now with the Legion events. And then as a, as a part of the Legion as well, the, to be more accessible to other guys, because not everyone can get away and fly across the country and yep. come out to these things. And I understand that um, we are creating, we're actually in the process of developing an app right now that'll be a subscription model that guys can join and be a part of it'll be a little bit more exclusive than our facebook group but obviously not as uh, not quite as uh budget busting as our as our in-person events are and then the goal will be to kind of fill in the gaps in between those as we go so that's something that i'm hoping will you know we're, we're working on right now and i'm hoping you know before by or before the end of the year we'll actually have that um, app available and and have people be able to access that. And, you know, that will be remote and then we'll be, we'll be picking up our next event probably sometime in the spring. Where are the events held? So we're, we're, we're doing them in Virginia and then I'm looking at a location out West in, um, Southern Utah. I've got a buddy who trains wild Mustangs. He would actually be great for your show as well. Um, he's got a ranch out there. And so that's, that's one that we've, we've done. We've, we've done some events. We've taken some guys out there and, and um, had just an unbelievable time in the mountains on, in the back country on horseback and just. I you wish know, you had... took women because I would be there. Well, so, so he, he <laughs> wow. does. He, that sounds amazing. They, they do. Yeah. His wife, um, okay. she does some really, she does traditional uh, drum work. So she makes cool. drums. Um wow. Yeah, they're 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 amazing. Humans. What a couple! I'll definitely connect you with them. Oh, yeah. please! Oh, that sounds so fantastic. Be out west. And yeah. so we've got we've got the one here in Central Virginia. Virginia. We're yeah. looking out in Utah, and then you know over the process, guys are like, "Hey, man, I've got some some access to this." And so yeah, you know the the goal is to expand this beyond just me facilitating. I'm I'm looking for other guys who you know kind kind of have an understanding of what we're doing, have a passion for sharing knowledge and and connecting the dots, you know, between the activities that we do and how, you know, something like making a primitive fire can relate to a guy's everyday life yeah, right? or how something like jujitsu can, can, you know, can be applicable into how you, how you communicate with other people on a regular basis. So, um, 
that's that's kind of the 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 plan. So uh, I'm really excited about continuing that. We've got, and you can find out more about that on our website, savagegentleman.com will be a good place. Sign up for our email and you'll get um, connected there. Um, For the men who listen, join the group. Um, We don't have women there just not because we don't love women. We do. It's just, we do need that space where guys can, can, can feel like they can talk to other men exclusively. Um, But, but we have, you know, you can follow me online. Um, My Instagram is at Josh Tyler MMA savage gentleman official is our instagram for that um we're on facebook we're we're in all the places it's kind of one of those things where it's like if if you really if if you need to find me i think that you will um i just feel confident that that you'll make it happen you don't need me to put up a billboard um if we need to cross paths then i'm i have no doubt that it'll happen well it's very easy to remember savage gentleman it's a brilliant brilliant title and Thank very and very point m-a-n savage gentle man man not yes, men singular yeah men savage gentle man it's the individual that we're focused okay. on to you start very there important distinction you, yeah yeah for sure yes yes starts from the one which is yes. you I love it. Thank you. That's very important. Wow. Josh, thank you so very much. Okay, everybody, you heard him. It's all in the show notes. And uh, I really hope you enjoyed this show. Please have the men, man, boys in your life. Listen to this show. Check out Josh and his team, their work. Let's help share this very important message that the world needs to hear uh, that men have to say and help Help us support the men that we love and need in the world because, uh, Josh, I'm super grateful for you and the work that you're doing. And I'm so grateful that you took the time to come on and share it with us today. Uh, my pleasure. This was this was so much fun to connect and, and chat. And I really appreciate everything you're doing and um, having me on. It was it was it was awesome. Yes, I could I could literally keep you here for hours. I, I love this. <laughs> well, I'm maybe tr- we'll come back and do it again, you know. I would love it anytime, like when your app is ready. And I just yeah. say I'm I'm biting wanting to say that this is one of my favorite shows ever oh. because it seems like I've said that like once or twice before. <laughs> I have I have two hundred episodes, but okay. uh yeah, but it's still without a doubt one of my all time favorites because and maybe it's just a timing thing or just because I no one loves men more than me. Like I, we want to support men. We need sure. men. The world sure. needs men. You know, we, mm-hmm. this is so important. And I feel like, well, I just, I'm all for the underdog of anything, the person or the thing or the creature that doesn't have the voice that people need to stand up for the people that need to be heard in their message. And it's like, come on, we need to defend men and help them. Anyway, and, wait, and that's I, yeah. I yeah, mean, that's yeah. that's a whole other thing in itself. Yeah. Women are so good, are so much better at that. You know, men men don't lift other men up very well. You know, we there see a go. guy that we agree yeah. with, and we just not. Women don't with. either. Cool. Women don't either. I the think competition that has become yeah. really really common where we see something mm. we like, and we're just like, hmm, nice, and we yeah. move on. See something that you disagree with, yeah, and people lose their mind, and they will yep. share that and tag and comment and do everything they can. Right. But the, and so then you wonder why your why your algorithm, why your feed is just full of all this negativity. And yeah. it's like, well, you only interact with the things that you disagree with. When you see something that you are like, oh man, that's spot on. And then you just go away from it. You don't share it with anybody. And women do a better job sharing than men do. Men are like, 
men men will only show things that make share things typically that either are funny or make them angry. They'll never they'll never share a guy that's like, dude, this guy's spot on. You got to check him out because we just you just take for granted. We're like, well, yeah, duh. Of course, the world needs men. <laughs> you know, keep it moving. Yeah, but yeah, but duh. you know, on the other side, you you know, someone like you, you're like, yes. Yeah. Finally, someone's saying it and you'll tell everyone yeah. yep. it's it's a it's an interesting dynamic that, you know, maybe that's a whole nother episode in of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're doing it. So we're we, we're doing our, our part. Right. And hopefully trying, everyone yeah. else. And we thank everyone for listening and watching who also Absolutely. shares it, because obviously the, the, the info needs to get out there. Josh, thank you so much. I really big, big props to you and your team. Everybody, thanks for listening and watching. And we'll see you next time on Awakening Aphrodite. Would you like to support my mission to help empower people all over the world to be all of who they truly are? If so, please subscribe to the show, leave a review on iTunes, and share it with a friend. And if you're looking to take immediate action to align your energy and optimize your health, visit amyfournier.com. Thanks for listening to Awakening Aphrodite. Let's awaken her together in you. I'm your hostess, Amy Fournier, and I already can't wait to be with you again and for you to hear what I have planned for the next show. Thanks for listening to Awakening Aphrodite with Amy Fournier. To learn more about Amy, check out her website, amyfournier.com. That's A-M-Y-F-O-U-R-N-I-E-R.com. You can also check out Amy's live and on-demand virtual fitness and yoga classes and sign up for her newsletter to receive a free mini ebook of three of her top tips for making holistic health a lifestyle. Again, that's amyfournier.com and get your ebook sent to your email immediately. Connect with Amy on the daily on Instagram at fitamytv, F-I-T-A-M-Y-T-V, and watch many of the podcast episodes and subtopic clips on her YouTube channel, which is also fitamytv. Enjoy, and we'll see you next time on Awakening Aphrodite.